Previously on the Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks Internet Radio Program. I've been on this for like a month, Napier. Did you fuck in the ball pit? No, but I want to. Do they even have ball pits anymore? Like at McDonald's and stuff. When I go through the drive-thru at McDonald's and I see those ball pits, I think, God, I want to fuck in that ball pit. My name is Mike. I am joined by the king of pranks, the albino alligator, the popcorn bitch, Coach T, Jaguar Impressive, the man of spice, the motherfucking Zoom Daddy, Mr. Travis Hulse. And guys, my friend Drunkard STL is here. Hello, Drunk. Fuck me, Zach Morris. Travis, we have one hell of a program for Drunk the people. Drunk sounds a lot like Anna Ferris. <laughs> Coming up after the break, we're going to talk to Bruce Wemple. He's the writer-director of a uh, movie. It's called Island Escape, Travis. It's available now on the VODs. Good times. Looking forward to talking to him. I want to tell you, Travis, uh, somebody sent us a uh, perspective. You know, I love music losses. They're like my favorite thing. It's like your cr- crack cocaine. And Rob had one that he wanted to run by us. I don't know about this one, Travis. Rob? Rob. Where's he where's he Rob, been? B Rob or Rob Pastoria? Rob Pastoria. Pastoria. Oh, not Rob. Rob, I have he's like MIA. Rob Rob is is gone, Travis. I haven't talked to Rob in forever. Man. Crazy. Uh, so this is uh a Led Zeppelin song, Travis. It's called uh Cashmere. Bring it home. And this is like a minute and 30 seconds into it. I have to tell you, I hate Led Zeppelin. Do you know what he's saying ripped that off, Travis? No. The the Roseanne theme. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, fuck off. I thought that was a stretch, Travis. But you You're know. coming back this many years. Fuck off! <laughs> now, Travis, man, that hit a nerve. Uh, Dan Furnicase sent me this guy. I, I love this guy. His name's Damien. Re- it's R I E H L. How do you say that? Real, 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 real. And uh, I have a couple of clips of this guy. This guy's awesome, and I think this is our kind of guy. I don't know how we can get in contact with Damien Real, but I want to be his friend in an effort to try to give songwriters more freedom and more to be able to make more and more music, and less fear of accidentally stepping on musical landmines. Noah and I have made all the music to be able to allow future songwriters to make all of their music. I should have played the other one first, Travis. I played them in the wrong order. In an effort to... I played... I put the wrong one in the, the thing, Travis. I played the second one twice. Hold on. I don't like his pauses. Well, it was a make, TED talk, Travis. That's, you're not making. I feel a like I need a, over a beer. I said, you know, Noah, how we can brute force passwords by going a a a b a c. I said, what if we could do that with music, where we would go do 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 re do 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 mi do 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 fa until we mathematically exhausted every melody that's ever been and every melody that ever can be. Uh, so within a few hours, he had a prototype where he cranked out three thousand melodies. Um, to date, we've now cranked out 471 billion melodies with a B, uh, mathematically exhausting every melody that's ever been and ever can be. Uh, we've written all of those to disk. Once they're written to disk, they're copyrighted automatically. Uh, so we've copyrighted 471 billion melodies. And then we placed everything in the public domain uh, to be able to protect you stole my melody lawsuit defendants. Uh, and so the idea is that before my talk in 2019, every defendant in one of those lawsuits has lost. 
um, after my talk, which has been seen two million times, um, every defendant has used largely my arguments and has won. Travis, he copyrighted every melody that can exist. What does this guy do for a living? I think just this. How can you have time to do anything else? There's so many people like this that exist in the world. And and, and God bless them, right? right. Like, you, you come up with these things and then people are like, well, let me fix this problem. Who is paying him <laughs> a living wage to do these things, to spend all his time doing this? Yeah, no, I think like his job is just to like be really smart and come up with good ideas. God damn it. You know, and... We've talked about a lot of music laws, lawsuits, and and the one that you just played, uh, which is very iffy. Didn't we cover this when Vanilla Ice was like, "No, it's not like dun 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 dun." It's like, you know, like wasn't that just fixed? I think it's dun 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 dun. I think that's the only difference, Travis. Well, I think the last beat goes up instead of down. Yeah. Can I tell you how upset I am when I hear it? And it's not uh, the David Bowie song, like because it's like so ingrained into me that it's like Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. And then it's like I hear Ice Ice Baby. I'm like, oh, fuck. <sighs> like, you know, it's fun if you're not expecting it and you're like, ah, all right, stop, collaborate and listen. Yeah. But really, I just want to hear under pressure, you know, yeah. kind of like every time the Dido song comes on, if it's not Eminem, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. It's the full Dido. <laughs> this fucking song went full Dido. <laughs> Travis, uh, but no, so this guy just made all the melodies as meaty files. Copywrote them and then put them in the public domain. Right. That's awesome. Gen- it's fucking genius. But, well, <laughs> he shouldn't have put them in public domain because then he could win every lawsuit ever, right? Public domain means everybody can use it well, whenever did, the fuck they want to. If he didn't put it in public domain. Good. He's using his powers for good. No, though. I get yeah. it. He's Superman. We he could have been Luger. a supervillain and like copyrighted it in like every melody that any he could have sued everybody. Yeah, I Absolutely. own music, fucks. No music for you, you cocksuckers. But it's like essentially doing the same thing as those like from a handful of years ago where those podcast dipshits were trying to sue everybody that had a podcast because they like copyright podcasting or whatever the yeah. fuck they oh, did. Oh yeah, when they were trying to get Mark Marin. Yeah, because so it's like they the invented it's uh, like... releasing episodes of audio. <laughs> right. So essentially what this dude did was become Robin Hood for music. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, Way to go. Let's get it. Let, we should talk to him. What's his name? Damien Real. We're going to get Damien Real on the show, Travis. He's probably yeah. super rich and won't, won't reply to us. But Yeah, there he's the coolest guy ever. Be like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, you Hell like music yeah, lawsuits? Well, I own music. <laughs> well, that's good because not specific we're music. I own all of music, <laughs> which is awesome because we're going to rip off all the music. Travis, <laughs> did you see the movie trailer for a new film called The Elevator Game? Oh my god, dude! I saw this being like promoted. Right, I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah. And I was like, they were like, oh, it's based on this like viral thing, almost like a creepy pot, creepy paste of like the you remember that uh, short lived, I think, four season long uh, sci fi channel show Channel Zero, where it was all like based on creepy paste <laughs> or pasta or whatever, the however the fuck you say that. I looked up this elevator game because I had no idea what it was, but apparently it was a viral sensation and was like floored by what this elevator game is. I, I, so it's you go to the amazing. fifth floor, Travis, and then you go to the second floor, and then a ghost comes, right? Yeah. Is that you got to go to a certain... It's a certain sequence of events that you have to go, and if a ghost comes, don't talk to it. Just bypass the ghost, and if you bypass the ghost, you can go to a different plane of reality. <laughs> How many levels are, are David S. Pumpkins, though? Travis? I think the fourth one is David Pumpkins. I read a story online about a girl who went missing playing the elevator game. That's the one where you ride an elevator to summon some spirit? The fifth floor woman. But if you don't do the game right... You fucking die, Travis. You don't do the game right. You're dead. Yeah. You have to do the very exact sequence of events... If somebody, if some ghost talks to you, you cannot talk back to it or you're dead. If you do make it to that next plane of existence, there's a very specific way to get back. 
Uh, if somebody, if you exit the elevator after you get back and somebody talks to you from behind you, uh, in the elevator, you cannot look back or you'll, there's, there's so many ways to die in the elevator game. <laughs> I tell you, Travis, that sounds real fucking stupid. There was conjecture and that, uh, you know, because the internet is full of a bunch of fucking psychos that do you recall that, uh, the Roosevelt hotel documentary where that one Asian gal, Died in like the water was, tower? Yeah, and she died in the fucking water tower on top of the hotel. Oh, yeah, she was on the elevator, Travis. Did she play the game wrong? That's what they're saying. The 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 <laughs> the, the internet conjecture is that she was playing the elevator game, and that's why there are scenes of her like looking out of the elevator, like like somebody's coming, yeah, and like talking and wailing her ar- waving her arms. There's conjecture that she played the elevator game wrong, and that's why she died. That docuseries sucked, Travis. Fuck those people for even making that fucking You know thing. why it sucked is because it was five hours and should have been <laughs> one hour and ten minutes. It should have been about that girl <laughs> and not about this haunted hotel. Right. Yeah. They talk about one given... lady dying. Yeah. You could have given the, all of the backstory about that hotel in like three minutes of exposition. Yeah. And then just talked about the gal. But they had to like milk it out for five hours those fucking motherfuckers <laughs> i'm still mad about that travis i'll tell you i am too what we're gonna do we're gonna take a break we come back we're gonna talk to uh, bruce wemple travis and we're gonna you know what else we're gonna do we're gonna you know maybe about- maybe he'll have an idea about what the hell's going on with the elevator game maybe probably not though travis if, if we're being honest i don't think that's gonna come up uh <laughs> but we are going to uh we're gonna hear about drunk's vacation Drunk had a a hell of a time in the lost wages, Travis. Lost wages. We're going to talk to him about that. So stick around. We'll be back. It's time once again for the Hollywood Beat with your inside source, Drunk. And this week, Drunk talks to Marshawn Lynch about his new film, Bottoms, in theaters August 25th. Aren't you a football man? This is weird. Isn't this weird? So what I did was, I'm like, oh, shit. I got this monologue, I don't, I don't know how to do it. Blage, blage, this, then the third. So I went to every one of them individually and just was asking them, like, give me some pointers on how you would go about, uh, you know, remembering and reciting, you know, these lines. So you got hired to be in big Hollywood movie and then learn how to act on the fly. Brilliant. What kind of advice did the actors give you? They were completely different on how they remembered their lines. So what I did was I just took all of their shit and, you know, put it together and, you know, made it into my own. So that was a way for me to also, like I said, one-on-one talk with them to get to know them a little bit better, but also get the, you know, the, the like some Ismo. Ismo? Ismo. Ismo. accident at a research center off the coast of northern Canada involving a certain CEO's daughter. We need a team to go in and extract her within the next 24 hours. What do you know about me? I know you were recruited to the Ghost Project when you were 18. They stripped you of any legal identity so if you die, no one would know. Discretion is their top priority. There are two possible research camps where the target could be located, north and south. Any idea what we're dealing with? Is that it's dangerous. What the hell could have done that? Y'all see anything? My guess is that surviving on the island for longer than three days has proven to be difficult. Well, since that gal went missing, we've been asking the clientele Just how does a gal go missing at the Cecil Hotel? It was 
goth guy, baby. He's a Latino. We should get on Facebook and tell him to die. Towers when we go check the room. It was the goth guy, baby. He likes that metal. We should get on Facebook and tell him to die. <laughs> Once again, WFOD. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. Our guest tonight is the writer-director of a new survival horror movie called Island Escape, available now wherever you rent movies. Bruce Wimple is on the program. How's it going? It's going Thanks okay. For me. Thanks for doing it. The, the, the movie, watch the movie today, Bruce. Oh, cool. Cool. Thank you. Bruce, I have questions. So, <laughs> I'm sure. Is this a time travel movie? Yeah. Yeah. You could... Kind yes, of called a time travel movie, and the 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 creatures, they're not zombies, but they're zombie esque. Is that fair to say? Yeah, mutants, I guess, would be. They're the they're failed experiments. Yeah, so so mutants. I like mutants better. That's uh, yeah. reminds me of uh, was it wasn't that movie Doomsday? Weren't they kind of mutants, or because they, they were living outside that wall? A little bit, yeah. I, I, it's tough. It's uh, zombies is fine. It's easy to say zombies. I always associate zombies with a disease. Um, right. <clears throat> but yeah, the, the I guess mutants. But again, it rage zombies is fine too. Whatever you <laughs> yeah. want to call it. Pe- pe- people are probably you say zombies and people are like, oh, okay, I get it. But you yeah. say like uh, mutants, they're like, what does that mean? Is it- <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna fight zombie if if that <laughs> if that's where we. Go, <laughs> well, say, but uh, so but, yeah. it's kind of time travel-y, Travis, because they they go to this island. And they're like fighting. I, I, I guess I can a little bit spoil it, right? Set it up, but not go crazy, right? Yeah, don't spoil it. Just set it up. They're they're fighting Look, other them. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce is cringing right now because no, he, I think <laughs> what we've done already. Another whatever you want to do, but uh, we've talked about the movie, and if we do get into spoiler territory, we just give a heads up, I guess. Right? But. Yeah. The, but it's other them's that they're fighting, Travis. They went time crazy. The uh, yeah, the, the the idea is that the longer they're there, the crazier, more mutant esque, more mutated they get. They uh, that's 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 the kind of the premise. And then and then by the end, it's kind of they discover there's kind of a com or it's just a quick line at the end about uh, there's a company that essentially is uh, experimenting with them to find a super soldier. And that's why they've just been kind of repeating the same cycle over and over again. And some make it out, but the ones that don't just stay in there and become this rage monster or so whatever. You want it's to call not it. really a prestige, but it's kind of a prestige, but it's not a prestige, Travis. I it- see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Mike, man, you you should write synopsis for movies. 
<laughs> you are like this. I mean, it couldn't be more clear based on what you are saying what this movie is. Let, let's let Bruce say what this movie is. Bruce, what is this movie? I think the tough thing, you're trying to describe the movie with like trying to include the ending in the description of the movie or like the explanation in the description. Which, you know, it's it's that's the whole movie is kind of getting there. No, so you just um, say they go to an island and there's crazy stuff going on. Time and space is kind of functioning weirdly once they get there. And uh, yeah, that that's basically go to an island because people are got, went missing at this island and they get there and they realize that they're in way over their heads it's not so they're they're a search party they're not a are they they're not, are they a group of mercenaries they're exactly they're mercenaries they're uh basically ceo's daughter goes missing on the island they all recruited to go there just because they are all part of this program where none of them really have true identity they get there and then once they get there the whole thing kind of gets literally a doppelganger of one of them that's there did you have when you were putting this together, was there any inclination on your part to create a scene where you created the group of mercenaries, put them in the back of a van and they blew up before the mission a la MacGruber? Call 911. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Now we need a whole new team. Uh, tug, tug. <laughs> Bruce, I, I've I, seen that movie. So many times. There's a every time I see when they're putting putting together a team, like I always think is like, oh, we got to get this guy. He's the munitions expert, and this guy, and this guy. And every single time I think about MacGruber, where I'm like, are they all gonna blow up before this mission starts? I love showing that movie to new people too, because when he hit that scene, it's just perfect. It's absolutely yeah. perfect, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, that was that was part of the idea with the movie, though, is like because, again, I've seen MacGruber so many times, but there's a term that got turned on. I got turned on to like last week was a squad or which is like that Resident Evil Doom sort of oh, kind of sure mercenaries all going in. And that's kind of what we we're going for for the first 20 minutes is like kind of settle the audience into it's a squad horror movie. It's kind of cliche, stereotypical, like kind of feed into that, feed into like the trope, like or, ghost ghosts of Mars and that. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Feed into that a little bit, and then twenty minutes in, try to flip it on its head, and that's the best. Like I like movies that set themselves up to be one thing, and then you know, like you said, twenty minutes, half hour in, you're like, oh, that's not what this is at all. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of the idea. the The thing that I was grappling with is if there was another me, I wouldn't kill the other me because what if that kills me, right? Oh, you're saying if it was some sort of actual time loop where that's just a future version of you or past version of you or whatever it is yeah, yeah like, if he's like if he's like a looper yeah if, if i kill the other me am i dead for this again this is spoiler territory i guess but the uh if the idea of this island kind of exists outside of space and time our space and time if right. you will so every three days a new batch is going to go in there and either escape or not escape but they they're separate from from whoever you are yeah, so it's like a, it's like it's like a bad Barry Allen in uh, the Flash movie, which I just rewatched and love. I don't give a shit how much people dislike that movie. <laughs> I think it's fucking great. I, I, I guess I saw it. I saw it Sunday, and I, I agree. I expected way worse. I mean, minus some <laughs> CG issues. I, I, yeah, there's I, some, I actually, there, there's I some hokey it. CG. There's some hokey CG, but if you can just like get in that universe and being like, this is what the speed force looks like. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Who cares? I feel like I, my expectations were so low too going into from what I had heard that I was set up perfectly for the movie. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that That's the baseline you're going for. Eh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I had a good time. I wasn't in theater. I was at home. It was a rental. Sure. It was, it was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> I, I guess if if there was another you, a bloodthirsty you chasing you, Travis, you probably wouldn't like think too much about it. You probably just try to not get eaten, right? Yeah, I mean, see what I, his motivation I, was. Me you sitting know on what the I mean? couch like, hey, watching man. it, I'm getting all internal with it. Like, oh well, I wouldn't kill other me because I'd be like, I hey man, be what's dead, but... what's going on? Like, you know, like why are you so mad? That was a conversation that we had about the movie. It was the time travel mechanics, and and we kind of. We're thinking that, you know, sometimes these movies that have, you know, these sort of heady premises um, kind of get lost in them a little bit. And so we just tried to make it so the only information the audience really got was relevant to the character's survival. 
irrelevant to them escaping the island and tried to avoid getting really heavy. I mean, we had it kind of all written out in the background um, for ourselves, so we didn't, weren't breaking any of our own rules. But we tried to, you know, limit that, not get too lost in the weeds of exactly how time travel works. Yeah, things. I mean, unless you're making a motion picture like Time Crimes, you don't really have to think about it too much, right? Or like Primer. Like, you yeah. don't really have to think about it too much. It's just like, yeah, we're back in the future. Shit happens. These are the rules we set up. Who cares? But yeah. like, you and know, if it's, it's Primer. That's cool. That's the movie, though. That's that Primer right. spends most of its runtime explaining what what's the rules happening. are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, this is I love it, it, though. I love and, it. <laughs> yeah. And Time Crimes is the same thing where it's like, you know, it's all the rules are all there and you built in and you kind of circle back to see how it all started and where what was going on in the first place. But there are some very specific rules that have to be followed to the entire movie. Otherwise, the movie falls apart. Right. Like where just like a fun time travel movie is like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I think for us, we we wanted to we definitely wrote down what the rules were and how. And so we weren't breaking anything. So if someone does want to revisit it or really break it down into what happened. Right. It's there for someone to do that, um, but it's not imperative to enjoying the movie or understanding or kind of it. it we just wanted to make it. These guys need to survive or want to get off the island. Yeah, there's this time stuff that's going on there, and that's kind of what's guiding everything. But I, I do think sometimes these kind of very heady premise movies start to take themselves a little too seriously and get lost in there a little bit. And we we're trying to keep it fun, keep it light as yeah. as light as we could for a monster horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> Is is that what you primarily do, Bruce? Are you a horror movie guy? Yeah, horror and sci-fi. Um, done a few creature features now. Um, the first one of those was uh, we made a Bigfoot movie called oh. Monstrous a few years ago. We made that for like next to nothing, like you know, a few grand, whatever we could scrounge together. And but you know, we we shot it. It's kind of this weird romance thriller set in the backdrop of like Whitehall, New York, which is this big, Bigfoot area. Is the, big, so Bigfoot. Is the Bigfoot the Bigfoot romancing? And Bigfoot's not romance. Oh. Bigfoot <laughs> kind of was what's keeping them trapped in this house. Oh, okay. And, okay. Uh, and then, But that was the first movie or first thing we had done where after we finished it and made it for next to nothing, we got connected with the distributor and they're like, oh, this is actually worth money. Not a ton of money or anything like that, but right. you want to make another one or make a couple more of these creature movies. So, um, and they, you know, they didn't give us a ton of money to work with, but it was enough that for us was a big deal. This is, you know, a few years ago. Um, and that's when we started making these creature features, these like cryptid movies. We made a Wendigo movie. Then we made another Bigfoot movie and we kind of just got in this rhythm um, until, we switched over and we're doing some more sci-fi movies and we just did kind of an alien type movie last year um, called first contact. And, uh, and then, yeah, then Island escape was our, was our most recent one. Is it the same team of you? Is like they're the same group has kind of stayed throughout the whole thing right up until this, this movie. Um... Yeah. For the most part. I mean, if you go back through those movies, you're gonna see a lot of familiar faces from Island escape. We all weren't like good friends to begin with. We all met each other on different projects, but it's one of those things, these kind of movies, these indie movies, like especially indie horror, when you don't have a lot to work with, but you're trying to do a whole lot of blood gags or whatever you're doing, you know, they're tough shoots and it's nice to have, people that you know you've kind of been in the trenches before with on these shoots and especially actors and stuff that you know you can rely on no matter what you know the budget of the circumstances so and they're great actors i think so so yeah the uh that's kind of how each movie kind of progresses we kind of finish one then we see what happens next see what funding we can get and then we just try to challenge ourselves to see if we can do our best movie that we've done better than the last time what is your what is your background? Have you always made your own movies? I mean, what 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 is your trajectory been? Went to like a film school ish sort of thing. I only say ish because it's like one like a broader film school program production mm -hmm. program. Yeah. Um, and then, and I I always tell people that kind of thing. It's it's whatever you put into it is when you're ever whatever you're gonna get out. And kind of my philosophy was that like in that program, I just made as much as I possibly could in between short films or whatever. Right. Um, and most of them obviously are terrible and you know, they should be for anyone that's doing that, but you kind of learn something, which each one you do or a couple things and grab onto things that work and let go of things that don't work. Um, after I graduated, I started working, um, at a production company and then I ended up for a couple years, two or three years directing, um, industrials, like training videos, stuff oh, like sure. that. Yep. Yeah. Um, did a lot of that, um, for, yeah, 
probably almost four years before that was the first time we me and this group of people I'd met at that time that I were also that like kind of all of those geeks. were just they they have the ones from the eighties and they just show those over it. They make new you, ones of those, Bruce. You, you got you gotta update them. They uh they uh especially the sexual harassment, all of that kind of stuff definitely <laughs> gets updated. <laughs> that was probably a pretty good film school in and of itself, right? Is making those like industrial videos. Yeah, it was fantastic. I, the the best part for me was like, hey, you got to work with actors consistently and, and you know get challenged with that because a lot of them are non actors and you know so you got to work with that. And then the other thing is you have to make your day. That's the biggest thing on those productions is if you don't make your day and and there's something that we didn't get, you better have a really good reason why and to tell the client why you know we didn't finish whatever. So yeah, that was a really good kind of you said like film school making a lot of things again learning from what didn't work and and maybe a couple things that did work um and then through that kind of met some other production people um that whole operation of moving to new york city and then did that there for a couple years and eventually we did the um we started to put our resources together again made that movie that made for next to nothing i mean the bigfoot costume i was literally painting the costume <laughs> on my roof of my apartment building um and you know people were walking up there and being like what the hell are you doing because i had just like this giant fur costume just drying <laughs> um in the sun awesome. but yeah so that that was kind of that first one just kind of trying to do something and it was like the always the dream was like if someone just gave us a little bit of money enough that we could feed ourselves on set and make me make you know add it some more production value to it that'd be amazing and then so once we got into the horror space and we're all giant horror fans to begin with yeah. um once we got into that space and realized like oh we can actually make movies that have some financial value we kind of just kept on going down that track that's awesome. Well, congratulations. That's great to oh, hear that. You. you know, you put that put that first film together and that it actually did work out like like you would like to, liked it to where they can pay you for the movie and give you a little bit more to make the next one and so on and so forth. It's that's not a that's not a story that a lot of people are able to share. So, you yeah. Know, and again, it's not it's not like we went from making that to having tons of money and resources. Not at all. It was we went from having no money to just that next movie having a little services. extra just to, <laughs> just to, you know we had, we had yeah. some more beer money to, it was like yeah. the, like the, and uh, right. um, and so uh, yeah it, and but slowly over the last you know 7 8 years of doing this budgets get a little bigger and we you know as we can continue to prove ourselves and we see how the movies we're making how they do and stuff we're able to kind of justify bigger budgets and yeah and then so it, like what's cool about it is like the the process and the mentality really hasn't changed i mean we're still the same people making these movies we know a lot more and we do have more resources on these you know the later movies we're doing but it's not like all of a sudden we're bringing in a list or even b-list celebrities right. and having to get trailers right. and figuring out how to operate still all being out in a cabin or whatever we're doing and <laughs> right. making you know figuring out how we're going to explode a head or rip an arm off or something like that <laughs> well so. that's the amazing thing when you can when you can kind of keep that gorilla mentality and you have those extra few bucks like you're able to do more on film which is amazing exactly exactly and that that's the part that's been the most fun is being, being able to like you know I, i've had friends that make that jump that's it's not quite like a full like big budget movie but it's it's a little higher but you end up spending so much extra money on things that you just you don't see on screen, um, which is a bummer always because it's it's you hear about the, the size of their budget, but you realize how much went into, you know, the extra craft services stuff or whatever you want to call it that just eats up your whole budget. So when you actually look what ended up in the frame, it really doesn't look that much better or better at all for that matter which, so which is a shame to, because the ge the general audience doesn't care about what the budget was they just care about what they're seeing exactly yeah. so I, that's i mean the island escape we um there's a sequence in it it's, it's at the end of the movie it was actually the first scene we shot but it's essentially it's a monster transformation on a speeding boat fight one person's getting dragged by the boat by a rope and they're fighting and the boat's going high speed there's a kind of a wormhole sort of thing the guy's pulling himself it's a kind of a nutso sequence especially for you know what we were working with um and it was cold and everything but like there's and again it was all safe when no one was actually in any danger but there's no way we could have done that the way we did it if we you know we're, we're had a 
what for lack of a better word a closer eye on us yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to say it i knew exactly what you meant <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean that that's that's the best part of the whole thing is you know we we can figure out how we're going to do it and if we think we can pull something off we're going to go for it so that's 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 kind of what makes it exciting Bruce, the, the movie, it's available now, right? It's it's out. Yep, it's available for right now, and I think there's a Blu-ray coming out in September, September 12th. But yeah, Physical, for rent. Physical media day. forever. <laughs> I know. You get a little commentary, some deleted scenes, all that kind of stuff. So you still, you uh, you chopping it up? You got a bunch of projects in the works? You got a bunch of things that you're looking at doing next? Yeah, I'm actually on a break, not break like right now, but we're on a, on a like a break between shooting blocks for um a new movie we're doing right now also with the same distribution company another horror movie awesome. um super excited about it super exhausted because um not only this is a super ambitious project but had a newborn about uh three months ago so wow. i'm trying to figure out how to balance that with oh, shooting, yeah. <laughs> which is a whole different thing but uh you know making it work so but no this movie uh should be all wrapped up shooting by the end of august and then um yeah i'm sure you know hopefully i can talk to you or whatever about it and yeah, yeah I, I don't know again the titles change all that kind of stuff so that's as much <laughs> as I listen, listen bruce you're very you're very lucid for a man who just had a baby three months ago because i can <laughs> my my kids are 11 and 14 and i still have flashbacks to like just the complete and utter exhaustion of having children that age I know. I do feel like all the all-nighter shoots that, like, these horror movies, like, the the over the past seven, eight years of just my body learning how to do deal with three hours of sleep is yeah. <laughs> now come in handy. But, yeah. No, it's great. We're we're very happy, very lucky with, with how he's he's relatively easy. So, but, yeah. the um I think at a certain point after, like, two weeks into the – after he was born, your body just shifts and decides I can operate oh. with little no sleep. You're, you're lucky you had a boy first. I had a girl first, and I'll say – uh wholeheartedly that girl babies are the worst boy babies are the easiest and then as they get older it switches very quickly (laughs) (laughs) we everyone keeps telling us uh, because you know we talked about a second and they're like you don't get two easy babies you know no matter what like if you have your first is easy you're in for it for the second or vice versa so 100 percent. we'll see (laughs) bruce where should i send people should i send people to amazon should i send them to uh Dread. Um, uh, wherever they they you know rent their movies. Obviously, it's not on Netflix or anything like that. But Amazon's great. iTunes, yeah, those are the big ones. Yeah, that's easy to find there. And do you do the Twitter? Do you do the Amazon? The the Instagram? X, I believe. I'm on both. X, uh, yeah, X, <laughs> X, X. No, it's, it's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on uh Instagram at Bruce M Wemple. And uh, Twitter at Bruce Wemple. Yeah, also our production company, 377 Films, has an Instagram account where we're doing behind-the-scenes stuff and everything. So check that out. Cool. Bruce, when the next one comes out, we should do this again, man. It was fun talking to you. I'd love to come back. No, this is fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Uh, I'm glad to see you're wearing the proper hat, too, by the way. What's that hat? Oh, are you a a fan? Liverpool (laughs) Football Club is what that is. Oh, okay. Is it soccer thing. Yeah, it's a soccer thing. Yeah. yeah. If it's not AFC Richmond, I'm not into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Thanks, Bruce. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Bruce. you so much. Yep. Take Be care. Well. Take care. I like Bruce. Yeah. Guys. I do too. I like Bruce a lot. We should have him on uh, when the movie comes out. Yeah. Uh, Drunk, are you gonna try another cola here? If you got a cola king, cola's gonna taste it. So I'm not sure where you got this one from, but this one's called Boardwalk. Oh, that's uh, I uh it was, what is uh, that? Save a lot. Save a lot. Yep. Okay. I got a uh, Boardwalk it's, Cola at Save a Lot. We're, we're doing another two liter. Save a lot used to be bubble. They're no longer bubble. No, this is what they had at Save a Lot. You said yes. something about how Save a Lot had a cola, and I went there, and this is what they had. Well, yep. Save this a lot. Is... Save a Lot's uh, store brand soda is now Boardwalk soda. Okay. Well, this is uh, this is blue, it's, and I you know I prefer blue to red. He's a Pepsi guy, Travis. Uh, he means the label, by the way, to the listeners. The, <laughs> the cola, the cola is still cola colored. <laughs> uh, so 
Yeah, pretty basic, I guess. So we'll give this a little sample here. He gave me like a whiskey-sized fucking shot here. He's yeah. like a finger and a half. Drunk, you can drink as much as you want. You got a whole two liter here. I just you, you said you wanted it in a glass, so I went and got you a glass. Well, actually, you're the one that said glass. I said cup. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. I prefer I prefer to drink out of plastic myself. Listen, you're talking to the king of colas. He's got a very specific regimen. Uh, fuck me, right, Travis? <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> this is drunk. This is drunk segment. So absolutely, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get the whole show, Mike. I get one segment. Let, let, let me get my glory here. Drug's going to make this cola tasting last as long as possible. <laughs> so it's a very good cola, and everybody knows I like a generic. And 7-1. 7-1 for Boardwalk Ooh, Cola. Baby. You know what, Travis? I tried it. I didn't think it was really all that great. But, uh, you know, I'm not the king of colas. I'm just some fucking guy. Hey, listen. I drink colas mixed with booze, and that's it. So I couldn't tell you what any of them taste like. Drunk, we got we to gotta hear about this Vegas trip, right? Yeah. You going to tell me about the Vegas trip? Sure. Tell me about the Vegas trip, Drunk. You went and played uh, billiards. Yeah. So you want the long form or you want the keep it moving uh, version? I want whatever version you want to give me, buddy. Okay. He's adjusting. He's he's resituating in his chair. We start off on. He's going into story mode. Paul Harvey's coming up right here. Uh, Monday night. Okay. Tell the lady, hey. Hey. Wanna ski daddle by eight o'clock tomorrow. Okay. Fucking Tuesday morning, seven ten rolls around and she wakes me up. <laughs> by the <laughs> way, I'm not packed. <laughs> okay. So I'm the one that caused us to be late for this trip. Which you flew, right? No, we drove. You drove to Vegas? Yeah. Isn't a flight to Vegas like forty bucks? No. That's, Not anymore. That's some back in the day <laughs> bullshit. Okay. Yeah, that's that's long uh, ago. <laughs> everybody else on my team flew. I drove everybody sick down in lieu of sticks not getting lost. Oh, right, because you're playing billiards. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody has their own sticks. You don't just use the bar sticks if you're in competition, mm, trips. No. You bring no. your own in, in the fancy case. You're in league or anything. You got your own Do equipment. you bring your own chalk? Uh, a couple of my guys do. I just use the table chalk. Okay, okay. Uh, one of my guys fancy uses yellow chalk. Like, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So anyway, driving down there, dee, 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 dee. Gets uh, just past Denver. Mind you, you know, it's, it's a lot of miles. Okay. So at this How long point, does that take straight through there from you guys to get to Vegas? 24. Travis, 24. is this leading yeah. up to his car breaking down again? Did you take your car? I took my car, yeah. Oh no. Then yes. So we okay. get we get just past Denver. Right. Gassing up for probably about the fifth time. Okay. Car declines. Oh no. And then we're at the start of the fucking trip. I'm like, oh. what the fuck? Is it because you're using your card in too many states? I, ju- I just your, uh... I literally paid it off two days beforehand <laughs> to make sure that this wouldn't happen. <laughs> They they think that you're a fraud man because you're in too many states, right? So I called them up. They're like, yep. you used your card 12 times a day. That's the maximum amount of times you can use your card in one day. What? It's, yeah. What? <laughs> I can only, because, you know, I, I'd, I'd pay at the pump. Yeah. And then go and, and then buy go inside, fucking snacks. Right. Buy a sodium and some fucking Doritos. Oh, well, those, those shouldn't count as two transactions. But Don't tell me how many times I can use my card in a day. It's my <laughs> goddamn card. So, yeah. You're charging me 26% interest on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I exceeded my 12th time on using my card that day. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. So then so would you, you say, fuck you, extend it to 24? No, I just like, so it's good to use tomorrow. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. It's past midnight. He just can, slept you, until midnight. You you <laughs> and then got the snacks. He just hibernated <laughs> at that gas station. <laughs> well, no, my, my, my lady busted up. He said, uh, said, hey, uh, counter guy. Just hold this Slim Jim in this ho-ho behind the counter. I'll be you, back in three hours. Do you have layaway? No, no. My, my wife paid for it because we went another hour and a half down the road after that. So, okay. uh, so we get to Vegas, right? First night, the air conditioning is not working. Where'd you stay? This place called the Westgate. It's the same place the tournament was. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Uh, it's right across the street from the stratosphere if you're not familiar with the rest. Yep. Uh, so. Oh, drunk. Did you see the big circle thing? Oh, dude. It was out the window. Like, oh, yeah. That thing's neat. What like, were they projecting on it when you were there? Fucking an eyeball, the globe, fucking basketballs. It was all kinds of cool shit, man. I'll be awesome. excited to go to that, Travis, when you too isn't thing playing that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I'm they send somebody too. up, and he's like, it's very little English, by the way. He's like, yeah. it's 107 degrees outside, and it's, your room's not going to get any cooler than 20 degrees less than it is outside. We're like, that's 87 degrees. You're crazy. <laughs> He's like, it's, it's, it, it, your, your shit's fine. So anyway, next day it comes around. It's it's so hot in that room. So we call down again. Like, hey, we, can, can we please get another different person to look at this? Dude walks in. He's like, oh, yeah, it, your air conditioner is not working. That dude working. <laughs> he fucking put his, because you got one of the digital thermometers or whatever. Yeah. 109 by the window. Oh, my God. In, oh, my God. In the room. Oh, my God. Did you play? Did you play billiards that day and then come back to that hot window, or do you just not? You hadn't played yet. A hundred nine. He should have been dead. Yeah, dude, it was hot. That's usually uh, in a so fucking we, ice cold bathtub. We got in on Wednesday. We didn't play till Thursday at nine thirty. So we we basically moved before I played. Uh, yeah. So so they moved you rooms instead of fixed your air conditioning. Yes. That's, I guess, take take what they'll give you. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I didn't want to wait for that air conditioning to cool down. <laughs> I wanted a room with air conditioning. <laughs> give me a room that is not 100 plus right. degrees. It's kind of crazy because the pool is really nice. Like, I was like, man, it's 117 out here. This fucking pool is going to be bath water. No, it was surprisingly very chilly. I was don't know how that happens, but... So we lost our first game. Uh, we won our second game. Third game, we lost, but I was a little upset about that. Is what it is. Okay. Do they st- do they still march like do they do they march out the Black Widow for these things? Yeah, still? Jeanette Lee was there. Yeah, the Black. You, did you meet her? I saw her. I didn't like shake oh, her hand or anything. The Black Widow. I used to watch her at night, Travis. She was amazing. Uh, she was as Dr. she King to me was there, and then some other guy. I can't remember. To me, she was a late night celebrity on par with Shannon Tweed. Yeah, <laughs> no, the Black Widow. She was so elegant, Travis. I love the Black Widow. <clears throat> yeah. She just seemed like like nothing could phase her. Oh, she trust was, me, like anytime Jeanette Lee was doing her little thing, like that area was fucking packed. Yeah, she's a beast, Travis. We should get the Black Widow on the show. I might be starstruck, though. I don't know if I could talk to the Black Widow. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't get the Black Widow. How do out. you pool? <laughs> so you pool good, huh? <laughs> so anyway, little dotty dotty dotties, we get to Saturday, right? Right. Ah, uh, the tournament, no more playing. Okay. No, I'm sorry, Sunday. This motherfucker gets stuck in an elevator for over an hour. Oh, no. And let me tell you. Is it at the same hotel? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> drunk. You, you need to write a Yelp review. Or you, you, you are writing What's a review name? for the Westgate. What's the name like of the Westgate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Dubfod Army needs to put the Westgate on. on 100, blast, 109 Travis. degrees in the room, and you get stuck oh, out They're by fucking by with by our by boy, way, Travis. The, the Westgate? Fuck them forever. The uh, um, elevator has no air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like 100 degrees in the elevator, which is normally no big deal because you're in there for 45 yeah. seconds. And Are you by yourself at this point or were you stuck with other people? I was stuck with my wife. My wife. Oh. My wife. Well, I would think that's on there. Oop, a doop, a doop, boop. My wife. My, my wife. wife. <laughs> uh, so. We both have them now, Travis. So we get off the elevator. They're like, you guys cool? Daddy, daddy, daddy. Anybody need emergency assistance? 
you want to make a statement? We're like, no, I just want to fucking. Yeah. You should have said, yeah, I want complimentary buffets. We're getting there. We're getting Oh, there. we're getting to the complimentary <laughs> stuff. Okay, maybe not fuck the Westgate. I was, Westgate. Like, I was Let's like, see. I want a cigarette. <laughs> I should have smoked one in the fucking elevator. You need to smoke, you cocksuckers. Oh, and by the way, like the right, we're on the 26th floor. So the right up is like bumpy, bumpy, bumpy. The okay. Whole way. So I, was, I was freaking out. Anyway. So they're like, we're there till our checkout is Tuesday morning, Sunday night. Uh, they're like, we'll give you $150 towards food and drink. Okay. That's nice. Okay, fine. That'll work. So wake up the next day. The only restaurant that we haven't eaten at in the place is the steakhouse because it's high dollar steakhouse. Right. <laughs> but we got 150 bucks. bucks. So That's a good like, start. All right. Yeah, it's good for your wife. So, turns out the steakhouse is closed on Monday. Oh. <laughs> so, like, okay, we've already had the other restaurants. We don't want to eat the other restaurants again. They had this, like, little gift shop that's got booze and fucking Doritos and all that other shit. So, you bought $150 worth of Doritos drunk? We're going we're gonna to buy $150 worth of booze and Doritos. Okay. Go to checkout, tell them there's a $150 comp on the room. He's like... Calls the front desk. He's like, yeah, you can only use that in the restaurant. <laughs> but the only restaurant I want to use it in is fucking closed. What are you talking about? Yeah. I could have used it. The Italian restaurant was close, too. That would have been the only one that we would have used it in. Anyway. Here's a comp. And by the way, all the restaurants you can use it at are closed. That's that's a yeah. bad Sorry, comp. Sorry that you're leaving before they're open. But, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, also Monday morning... Um, my wife got a call from her work. Uh, my wife? Our neighbor had called our work and tells us, uh, you have an hour to move your car or it's getting towed. Your neighbor's going to tow your car? No, the the apartment complex is going to tow our car. Oh, okay. So anyway, the day after we left, we got this little map... Because they were redoing the curves. (laughs) They sent us us an email with these maps. If you're parked in these red squiggly lines. Travis, uh, it sounds like Drunk had a really good vacation. (laughs) Sorry sorry we sent this after you were not at your residence. But if 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 you're in these red squiggly lines, you need to have your car moved by this time on this day because we're doing the curves. Okay. Okay, no big deal. We're parked. She's parked in not one of those red squiggly lines. Right. Well, that day we looked in the bottom of the email in a smaller font with a little, little dot, 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 mm-hmm. or where there's caution tape. How the fuck are we going to know where there's caution tape when we're not there? Right, right. It's right. not up yet. <laughs> <laughs> so she actually calls the front desk, and she's like, so what's the deal? Are we good or are we not good? We're good or we're not good? And the front desk keeps insisting, you're good, you're good, don't have to worry about it. If, if you're not in the red, you don't have to worry about it. Right. It, was that not true, Drunk? So I called my dad, who works like probably about a mile and a half from where I live. I'm yeah. like, hey, do some recon, see if Lindy's car is there. He calls me back about 45 minutes later. He's like, yeah, that car is not. <laughs> so, so uh, Travis, maybe he can use his $150 comp. To get their the, car back. The car out of so, storage. <laughs> once again, we're going in waves here. Ups and downs, ups and downs. Uh, Did you see any good they, they, so far? They, so far, I haven't seen any ups. Yeah, where, when's the, the ups? You're saying ups and downs. They towed I've it across seen... the street. Oh. So they didn't tow it to the yard. They towed it across the street. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. <laughs> in which case, Lindy's mom came and picked it up and took it to her house. Yeah. So. That's that's the only up that I've seen so far. I drunk. mean, we finished <laughs> like 300, ups and downs. We, we finished 347th in the world in pool. So I mean, and you got $150 that you couldn't use. So do you still have the $150 drunk? Uh, did you just eat some Italian again? No. they they. So we went to Starbucks and got like... 60 bucks worth of crepes and coffee oh. on the day that we left. <laughs> a couple of apple juices and an orange juice. 
<laughs> Give me all the apple juice you have. So, so, How much apple juice do you have? <laughs> we got a we I got, got those a nice, car ride. I got those nice Martinelli uh, bottles, the glass ones. Oh, fucking fancy. Fancy, yeah. fancy apple yeah. juices. You treat yourself. So anyway, we finished 347th in the world. Okay. Out of so, how many? I mean, 1,250 in the tournament. Well, but then, I mean, shit, that's not bad. The entire yeah, world, goddammit. I mean, you got to win three tournaments. And you saw the Black Widow. To which... get there. Saw the Black Pl- Widow. Plus, you got to drink uh, I Was Stuck in an Elevator Apple Juice. Yeah. Uh, the, the same night I got stuck in the elevator, after all that happened, I won 900 bucks on a slot machine. Okay. Obviously, I gave all that back to the guy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to play. As you do. Yeah. As you do. But, hey, I won 900 bucks. I, I I cashed out immediately and fucking made it rain on my wife before I spent the rest of it. <laughs> um, did you get? Did you cash it out all in ones and throw it on her? In well, I put it in the machine, style? and usually the machine gives you hundreds, but it gave me all twenties. I was like, "Well, let's get back to the room quick." <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> it was a lot of twenties. <laughs> uh, yeah, might need to, we might need to dry off these bills we, before we, we go back the, down, um, but. Uh, Knights of the Round Table tournament at the uh, God damn it, not the Luxor, the one next door. Excalibur. We went to the Excalibur show. That oh, was pretty fun. That sounds fun. France won. God damn it. Yeah, we were in Aus- Austria. Oh, he finished not first, <laughs> but it was a good time because you know you get your own half a chicken and yeah. A roll. You, they don't corn. give you silverware, right? Yeah, no, no silverware. silverware. Down, down, down. And the you know, red knight's going down. Yeah, keep slamming <laughs> your cup and huzzah! There were no utensils at medieval times <laughs> or during medieval times. Hence, there are no utensils at medieval times. Less, less things for them to wash, too, right? Travis, I don't think that Twisted Metal has been a pick of the week of mine yet. Um, no, it is not. Nobody's said Twisted Metal. I've yet to begin that program, even Travis, though it looks like I love it. Twisted Metal is fucking great. Is it? My wife started it. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. By the way, in the sixth episode, this is pretty wild. Um, I have many times expressed my desire to one day fuck in a ball pit. Yeah, it's gross. That is <laughs> fucking gross. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Twisted Metal has a fucking in a ball pit scene, um, which has been my dream my entire life. And Twisted Metal uh, at least let me visualize it. At least I was going to say you can't even you you could you couldn't even find the like porn that would you could watch people fucking in ball pits. You've been trying for years. And and it was there for me. So yeah, Twisted Metal is my pick of the week. That series is a lot of fun. It's a good yeah, it's time. got a uh, Stephanie Beatriz, uh, who was Rosa in Brooklyn Nine Nine Nine. I mean, my Brooklyn wife Nine, is in love Nine with Nine. Anthony. Travis, she's the one that got fucked in the ball pit. Yeah, that's awesome. Pick of the week, Travis. Uh, Travis's pick of the week this week is the new Untold documentary uh, on Netflix. Uh, Logan Paul, the problem child. Jake Paul. Isn't it Jake Paul? Jake, yes, Jake yeah, Jake Paul. Paul. Yeah. Not Paul. Logan Paul. Yeah. Jake Paul. Yeah, Jake Paul, problem child. This was a this was a man who I have uh not actively despised, but like in the back of my head despised for years. <laughs> you just thought to yourself, remind me to hate him. Remind this guy every time this guy pops up into my eye sockets. Rem- remember that you think that he sucks. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, after watching this Netflix documentary, my opinion on him has has kind of changed, oh, to so be honest. Not, don't think he still sucks? No, these these two brothers who came up at the pinnacle of YouTube and got super famous. Who they tried were to Vine keep guys, in- weren't they? Weren't they big on Vine? Yeah, they were big Vine guys. They were big Vine guys. They were big YouTube guys. It was all the pinnacle of these things who got themselves so famous and so rich at such an early age. You know, when we talk about like pro athletes who it's like you give $20 million to a fucking 20 year old and then you wonder why he acts like a fucking dipshit. These kids were like 16, 17, making so much money living in crazy houses. So, of course, their brains are going to get fucking distorted a little bit. Right. And I think the, the, the funny thing is, like, 
they're also making a shitload of money just for like being assholes, like yeah, being right. assholes and making dumb shit and like being rewarded for it. Yeah. Like essentially any which way they can keep themselves in the public spotlight is making them money. Right. So um, there was a time that there, I did not realize in the documentary where uh, Logan Paul and Jake Paul were apparently hated each other and they were at each other's throats trying to be the most popular on YouTube. And then they kind of fell off. Um, and then the, this essentially this untold was uh, about the, the Jake Paul entrance into the boxing field and how everybody looked at it as a joke and how he took it, uh, took it deadly serious um, and essentially knew that if he played the heel, uh, it would make him more popular in the sport. And he did. And I didn't realize how successful he actually was in the boxing ring until I watched this documentary. Um, but yeah, like uh, it, it was it was very eye opening. These guys, these guys are probably both still douches. But I don't actively hate them. Either way, hate them or love them, you have to admit they're really talented, physically people. Yeah, and they're market and they're marketing geniuses, right? Like the fact that Jake Paul was able to do this and transition out of being a YouTube celebrity right. and having to fight everybody just saying he was a YouTube celebrity into challenging a, a, a boxing champion and uh, uh, Tommy Fury. What just was just amazing uh, to watch that legitimacy finally happen for this guy, and the fact that he is not stopping is incredible. So, regardless of who they are, uh, and his, his brother wrestles in the WWE, and he's just as talented as anybody in the business. Yeah, and he's only so, wrestled a couple matches. So, yeah, okay, so amazing, guys. So I, I'll watch it. Yeah, I highly recommend Untold, Jake Paul, The Problem Child, uh, now streaming on Netflix. So, drunk? Drunk pick of the week. I thought you were going to steal it. The Untold series on Netflix, uh, the story of Johnny Manziel. Oh, <laughs> Let me yeah. tell you what. That yep. guy gives no fucks. Yeah. Mike and, Mike and I had an extensive <laughs> conversation about this a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and Seems like what he's still kind of a piece of shit. Oh, uh, he does. Yeah. What a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> But he's very honest about right. uh, how he. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I fucked up. Uh, yeah, and he says pretty much, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. So what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. You you give a twenty year old fifty million dollars. Sure, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it, it's so funny. Couch and winning or losing, we're boozing. Fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking <laughs> yeah. dying of this guy. Like, oh my well, god. Fact, like I said, He's like we best. talked about before, it's like you give this 17, 18 year old kid this much attention and talk about him as the second coming. What do you think is going to happen? Right. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we did it. Um, check out a uh, Island Escape. It's it's available, uh, you know, wherever. And uh, yeah. Uh, bye. Right. Bye. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I'm Jill Tannen. <laughs> <laughs> installment of WFOD. Our operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. We don't advertise, so we rely on word of mouth to spread the gospel of the dub pod. Please take a moment to tell a friend, share a link, leave a review, or any of the other things podcasts ask you to do. The music featured in this podcast is provided by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Get a hold of the show by phone at 636-487-HAND or email any of our names, Mike, Travis, or Drunk, at wfonix.com. 
Special thanks, as always, to our Patreon sponsors, Benny Michaels, Jim Chadman, Brian Kranz, Liquid Lozenge, Valerie Carpenter, Jay Adson, and Rabbit Poundings. You can be a Patreon sponsor for as little as a dollar a month to get episodes before everyone else by signing up at patreon.com slash WFODicks. Our entire catalog can be found at WFODshow.com, or you can subscribe to our RSS feed on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or any podcast player. Check us out on social media at WFOD Show on Twitter or Instagram, or WFODicks on Facebook or YouTube. We will return next week, but really, we're never gone. Even though it's over.